Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Wings, Beers, and Tears, your DMV sports podcast. Cheers on a Friday, and welcome to episode 52 of Wings, Beers, and Tears. And oh boy, oh boy, do we have lots to talk about here in the DMV. It really is the fall bonanza of sports. What do we talk about first? Is it the new bench boss behind your Washington Capitals bench in Peter Laviolette? Is it the NFL and week one, the fucking Washington football team reversed course and actually won an opener? I believe I called it. Unbelievable. The Ravens picking up where they left off last year and just completely dominating hapless Cleveland? Or is it the big U-turn that the Big Ten just made? Jerry, what are we going to start off with, my man? Um, I think we start off with football. So NFL it is, and that was Jerry, I am Todd, and what is going on, Jeremy? Not much. Good to see you, boys. Likewise, likewise. Sorry for the long hiatus to our adoring fans. However, we are back, and we are All ready to go. Of you. Yeah, we love that's you. right. We love you guys. Well, this time, we're almost back to weekly here, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we're, I think we're going to get back in the, in, in the swing of things here in no time. So, hey, let's just kick it right off with your Washington football team. And what started out as same old, same old, down 17 nothing, middle of the second quarter. Offense looked anemic, as we all predicted. That was bad. That was not great. All of a sudden, it went from laughing at them to smiling with joy as they just completely turned tail and uh, dominated the Eagles in the last uh, half, plus plus that last drive in the second quarter. And uh, I, I did not see that coming. So your, your Washington football team is 1-0 in the NFC East after a 27-17 win over the hated Eagles. Jerry, hit me with some numbers, brother. All right, so like you said, 17 nothing come back. The Redskins, I mean, sorry, the football team scores um, the last 27 points. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to score 27 points all season. Du- Dwayne, <laughs> Haskins, especially. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins was 17 for 31 with one touchdown. He was sacked three times. Wentz was 24 for 42 for 270, two touchdowns, two picks, sacked eight times. Un- unreal. Uh, neither oh. team rushed the ball very well. The Skins uh, rushed it for 80 yards, and Philly rushed it for 57. Um, not surprisingly, Philly's top wide receivers were their tight ends. Yes. Uh, Dallas Go- Godert had eight receptions for 100 touchdowns or 100 yards. Almost. So, <laughs> yeah. So that that's good to see that the Skins uh, or the, the Washington team can't cover tight ends still. Yeah. <laughs> um, on Washington's side, McLaurin had five uh, receptions for 61 yards. Um, Logan Thomas had four receptions for 37. Uh, then and a touch, right? Uh, yes, he had a touch. I just picked him up because I think he's only going to get better. I, you know, I, I think so. We'll get to that in a minute, but I, I do agree. But uh, defensively, um, they had eight sacks. That was the story of the game. Kerrigan had two. Uh, but the real story was Chase Young is as awesome as I thought he was. Um, Amazing. I mean, he had sacks at points in the game that meant something. Well, well it, the, the whole team approach to getting into the backfield was quite impressive because for, for every sack that either Payne or Allen or, or Kerrigan or Sweat had, Young was on the other side you know, right. either causing a double team or, or just wreaking havoc back there. So, I mean, they all played off of one, uh, one another. Wasn't one of Young's great plays, Ionis was barely offside, had no impact on the play. Yes. Right call, but there was, it would have been a pick. Yep. It was a pick, but That's obviously right. That's yeah, right. went the other way. Yep. So, I mean, well, I mean we, I think they got a sack on the next play. Yeah. <laughs> we know what the strength of the team is. Absolutely right. We thought that the defensive front seven is the strength of the team. Um, they're going to face a big challenge this week against Arizona probably more so than the Eagles JV team because the offensive line for the Eagles was banged up. But oh, they were dropping like flies during the game. It doesn't take away from the fact that no. those guys are good ball players. Uh, that's the strength of the team. If the other team scores uh, over 20, they're probably going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I guess the strengths are the, the defensive line. Uh, they were able to get some turnovers. The weakness was – we knew the offense was bad, but man, our boy Wes Martin looked real bad. Uh, he was getting pushed back. Well, that left side was the worst. Well, I guess one of them was the second worst in the league, but the other one was the worst in the league. Yeah, I mean um, Martin and Jerron Christian really got worked. They they did better in the second half though. So I mean, hopefully that's something for the future. I don't know. But even when you know, if you have your guard getting pushed back into your quarterback, 
almost every time. Yeah, pushed yeah. past him, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, you, the the pass rush up the middle is the most damaging because nobody can step up and throw. Right. It, it, if you if you can force it to the edge, you at least give your quarterback an opportunity to step up step in the pocket. Up, right. Get rid of the ball, do something quickly, safety valve, et cetera. But you call it pressure up the middle is just – that's a game changer. Unless you have one of those scat quarterbacks, and we're going to see one this weekend in Murray, and he worries the shit out of me. God yeah, damn, man, does he's, he look good, he's, man. He's a really good player. He's really good. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. So uh, my, my takeaway from that game was they were exactly as improved as I hoped they would be. They right. were organized. They were – they did not get intimidated at all, even when they were down. Um, and that comes from Rivera and Del Rio just being pros and having been there and done that. Right. They both coached very good teams. They both coached shitty teams. They've had talent. They've had hard workers. They're not going to get flustered by any of that shit. So down 17 nothing. the goal still was offense, don't lose us the game. Defense, let's make a few plays. They did. Offense picked it up a little bit. There you go. Yeah. You know? That's and the again, formula. I, I don't, I'm not going to change my prediction after week one. I still think they're a six-win team. I'm with you. But – this shows me that they can be competitive even when they're not at their best, and that's reason for me to tune in and watch again. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's dead on because that's one of the things the last, I don't even know how many years, competitive wasn't really in the picture. Right. And it's yeah. like You were hoping that yeah. they just weren't going to get embarrassed. I, I will say it. I was going to wait till sort of the end of this segment, but I'll just say it now. One thing I'm not happy about is if I actually have to care now, um, <laughs> it's going to make me want to murder every official in the league. <laughs> They're so bad Christ. at their jobs. It's pathetic. I didn't even notice like yeah. any of the. Like, and I, I usually don't care, but because it's Redskins, you actually do care about officials. I even. do care. And if, if I'm caring about Washington, I'm going to be caring about the officials, and that's not good for my blood pressure. No, it's not at all. I would, I would advise that you. Uh, um, change the channel every time there's a yellow flag on the field and just pretend it was uh, picked up or something. Um, Cause uh, if not, you're going to have to uh, drink even heavier on Sundays. Um, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. Uh, again, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, Haskins is the guy for the future, but he certainly looked more improved. He game manager, man. Absolutely. No and, picks. And, he, and you know what? He looked, um, even when they weren't making plays in the first half, he didn't look he didn't look lost. He didn't look frustrated. He just kind of looked like well, we just got to keep grinding. We got to keep working. You know, I, I think he's. I said it last week. I think he's getting coached for the first time now at the pro level, and it makes all the difference in the world. Well, and you know, you got to go with Rivera's comments some too because you kind of you know put that his you know actions with what Rivera said and saying things like you know a couple things he you know that weren't great but the the decisions were correct mm-hmm. and he's like well i mean that wasn't happening last year true so that's true. that's you know that's a big thing and he said other things were mechanical and he said we can clean those up yep and you know it's obviously he's going to be positive about it but i think that also goes with with haskins attitude during the game and obviously the halftime speech and the fourth quarter speech on the sideline mm-hmm. it's just good to see and good to see guys responding to him it, it is well it's good to see them as a team get excited like in the fourth quarter, I mean, I haven't seen a Washington sideline that like unified and up and pumped. And I mean, they were in on every play. It was right. just like, it was fun to watch. You know, I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. Um, I will say this about Haskins. Again, I'm not sure what his future holds in terms of how he's going to rank in the league as a quarterback. I underestimated his arm strength. When he's got some time or he knows he's going to his first quick read, boy, he can he can whip that ball to the outside fast, man. They, they sorely miss a second weapon. Oh, for sure. You, you called know, that last week like, when you were going down the roster. Right when right when the Bears were there was a that twelve hour window where Allen Robinson was demanding a trade. Right. And everybody was talking about the uh, you know, coming to Washington and I was like, Oh my god, that that <laughs> would be that I mean to have people on you know, you have at least have someone who's available yeah. in the middle of the field with with uh, Logan Thomas. If you have two guys that can create separation and get open, now you're talking about something that you can do a little bit of damage on. Let me ask you this: so obviously, as it stands now, I mean, McLaurin's your your number one. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a great route runner. I mean, what he catch six for fifty one, but I mean, he he was. He was in, it, though. He I mean, was he was there on a lot of plays. Every they time, just missed a couple. Well, um, every time he steps on the field, that's who everybody's going to be geared to stopping. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Inman is just he's a distant he's guy, a dude. right? Yeah. Sims again is just he's a he's a good returner and he he can run a few routes, I guess, but he's not really a dangerous receiver. Do you think AGG can 
grow up pretty quickly because apparently he's just raw, yeah. but he's got the talent. Probably not this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, yeah, this is it gets back to a little more about you know watch what they do and, and not what they say. And you know they they brought in what seven guys to work out and they do it every week, but four of them I believe were receivers. Yeah. So they obviously know they signed a guy who was a burner from Oklahoma. Okay. Um, yeah, Bidet or Bidet. I'm not sure how you say his name. I think it's B-A-D-E-T, something like that. A 4-2 guy. I hope it's not Bidet. Uh, I think it's funnier <laughs> if it is. But um, his brother, Toilet. But anyway, um, so you know, it, so it shows that that's what they're looking for. I don't think they even brought any alignment in. If they did, it was just one guy. So, I mean, as bad as the, the right, uh, left side of that line was, it's, it shows they maybe have a little, a little bit of confidence in them or at least in their backups that, to come in. They don't need to there's just no, run in and grab four guys off the street. There's nobody off the street that's going to come in and, no. and be yeah. market, markedly better. Especially this year because they yeah. got protected practice squad positions and things like that. Well, I think that you're going to see them throwing to the backs more and more. You're going to have to. I, I mean, Gibson, to. Gibson is going to have to have a, a bigger role. Gibson's going to need 20 to 25 touches, and I don't care if eight of those are little swing well, passes or, or whatever. I mean, my first thought when I was watching them is, why don't we have Adrian Peterson? I know. Yes and no. Somewhat. But, you know, here's the deal. You said that the, the rushing yards weren't great, but they still were able to pound it in inside the five. Barber was able to get the, get the ball in the end zone when we needed him to, and he's going to be the guy down by the goal line, and then McKissick and Gibson are just going to have to, to platoon, and, and we're going to have to figure out how to get the ball down the field. And it's clear that's exactly why they made the move they did. I mean, oh, yeah. You know, you know why they did it. And for me, it was more just sentimental. Like, I'd much rather have uh, a future Hall of Famer just watching him do that for, for my team than, sure. than, well, than Peyton Barber. It's, no offense it's, to him. No, I it's agree more than sentimental. I mean – Peterson ran for ninety three yards. I know he looked so good. It's not like he can't do it. It's no, like, no, and no, it's no. not. It's not like this. You look at this offense and be like, wow, he couldn't even. He couldn't make these runs. Yeah. Of course he could. But it, right. you know, I think we know, and we'll probably see more as the year goes on. It wasn't. A, I mean, it wasn't about talent. It was about what they wanted to do. It was about you know the mm-hmm. the term. You know what do they call it? Uh, process. Uh, Progress stoppers, right? That's something Belichick's been saying right. for years, and I think Rivera buys it. It's like, hey, he's good enough to be here, but you know, we're honest with ourselves. We're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Let's sure. develop our guys. All he's going to do is take fifteen, That's twenty right. touches away from our guys. Yeah, and it's like, you know, and it's just That's we're better great, off. That's you know. a great big picture view, uh-huh. but when you're actually watching the game, oh, which is why I agree with you. I would much rather have Peterson. Yeah. There. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the Ravens. The Ravens. Man, hey, did they just – Christ, they're good. Oh, Lord. I mean, that, that game wasn't even competitive. They've won 14 yeah. straight regular seasons. Let season. me yeah. jump in real quick before we really get started on the, the stats and analysis. I think last night's game, you know, with the you know the Cleveland winning – yeah, I have a tough time saying nicknames these days, not even not even Washington's. Um, Cleveland wins that game. Then you know that that Ravens game looks even better now. They didn't just right. beat a terrible team that's going to go two and fourteen. They beat a team that's got some weapons. Crushed a team that's got some weapons. Yeah, they so, they just they dominated. Ravens win thirty eight six. Lamar is twenty for twenty five, two seventy five, three touchdowns. He's a machine. Uh, rushes for forty five yards. Uh, He's no Bal- Cam Newton. Yeah, Baltimore. Um, only rushed for 111 yards, uh, but Hollywood Brown caught five balls for 101 yards. That was all in the first half, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, and Dobbins scored twice. Yep. And they basically, I saw, I was watching on and off the game. They were up 10 to six, and the next thing I know, like two minutes later, it was 24 six, and they yeah. just started rolling. Well, it was a combination of things. I mean, Cleveland did what Cleveland does. <laughs> I mean, they just they they had some just terrible, terrible play calls and and failed to execute on a couple little trick plays. And and I mean, your game set match right there. You know, Ravens aren't going to fall for that shit. But you know, if Lamar can uh, develop his under you know mid range passing, which he seemed to be better on now, the wide receivers are wide open, so it's uh, you know he was in a groove. They're going to be really tough to beat. God, they're so good. They're so good. So I know one of your concerns last week when we were going through the roster was was defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and and again, I know it was Cleveland, but they've got weapons, right? You got Landry and OBJ. You've got, I mean, say what you want about Mayfield, but he's legit. I mean, he can sling it. He can put up some numbers. Um, they got Chubb and Hunt in the backfield. I mean, they've got actual legit playmakers. And they were just they they they, they were deemed completely useless well, against, against tackle, Baltimore. Uh, two rookies, the uh, Queen and Fort, yep. led them in tackles. So well, those guys can fly. Queen is the real deal. He's no, he's I impressive to watch. Yeah, now he's super impressive. Remember to watch. when I made fun of Pernell McPhee? I do. Yeah, he had five solo tackles. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, hasn't he put up numbers or last couple of years or not? 
I mean, he played for the for the skins, and I, mm. I think he was but, like wasn't even like on in the. So this is first rotation year in Baltimore. Yeah, this is well, first year in Baltimore. He was in Baltimore. Then he and came. Then he okay, went, went, I, did a, did a little tour, and now that's, he's that's back. what I'm thinking. Yep. Right, right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I I I. So the if you're the Ravens, you, you I think you're still concerned about your secondary. I don't think it's fantastic. No. Um, but they'll, they'll get a test this week with they will. Uh, Deshaun Watson, who. Honestly, not. I mean, I don't want to say he might be a little bit overrated. I mean, his first week, he has. It seems like he'll have a big week, and then the next two weeks suck. Well, they took they a, took his biggest weapon away. I mean, that yeah, stupid I mean, fucking idiotic geez. tree. Yeah, I, what? I what? Think what? That was a very good idea. So what stupid. The, what? Oh. Dude, yeah. running backs Billow. grow on trees. Yeah. They're sitting in the draft. We're talking about the Reds. We're talking about the Red Wolves, and they have fucking three legit running backs in their backfield. Like if they were that hard pressed to go get a running back, they were there to be had. What the fuck well, are you doing, sending Hopkins the other way? Came out this week was they're asking Rivera if they if they knew uh, Hopkins was available. Like, nope, nobody knew he was available. So they didn't even shop him. They just let him go for basically shit. 15, hey, that's what you get, Bill O'Brien. Fifteen catches. The Redskins number two. Won't have 15 catches all year. Probably he had, not. He had one. He had 15 in one game. He's going to be a freaking beast to stop this week. Oh, he's, he's going he's gonna to torch us. Our only prayer this week is... Turnovers. Yes, correct. Is I don't think you're going to get the eight sacks on a guy like Murray, but if you can get 10 hurries, you might get two or three picks or a, a, you know, a strip fumble or something of that nature. Um, we're going to have to score. We yeah. might need a special team score. We might need a pick six. We might need something else. But we're going to need to put up twenty seven to thirty five because I think I think Arizona scores thirty. I, I'm interested to see how this game goes because I think you're going to see a, a big difference in their philosophy. They're not just going to try to absolutely crush the quarterback like they did last week. They just want to contain him. So right. it's going to be interesting just to see the differences and the blitzes and things like that. It's going to be all about contain. Um, if they score that much, I don't think. Washington has a chance. I think um, they put up their. So what did they put up last week in San Fran? Twenty four. Yeah, I, but they but they had two fourth quarter drives where they just marched right down the field, right. and that's against San Fran. As good as our, as good as the Redskins or the Red Wolves D looked, they're not San Francisco. No, so, no of course not. But yeah. here here's my thing. Arizona is a bad franchise. They're <laughs> that's, not used. That's to a win, fact. They're not used to winning, and a lot of times, bad franchises follow up great games with bad games. But isn't Kingsbury just so dreamy? Yeah, he is a dreamy, <laughs> and he and Sean McVay have the exact same house. If anybody saw the draft, it was like the same house, and they have the same shit eating grin on their yeah. face the whole time. God, and these guys are so get, full of themselves. They both get like boy band ass. I mean, <laughs> I know. those dudes are. You hate those guys because they, they no like they shit. have they're they're successful and good looking. It's like I want to stomp them in the face, bastards. Yeah. Anyway, now so who uh, who do the Ravens play this weekend? The uh, Houston. That's right. You just said so, that to so Sean they, Watson. So they have – that's a that, test. That, that, yeah, no, that's – It's in Houston. And, not that that matters anymore. Well, no, but Houston so – both of our games at 425 then? So yes. Little bitch. Yeah. Um, George plays at 432. Awesome. <laughs> um, so uh, um, Houston needs this game. Because, they do, because because they look drop bad. It, yeah. well I don't know if they look bad Casey's just really fucking he's, good man. I mean starting off with Casey in Baltimore he's like go fuck yourself yeah NFL. pretty much, much. yeah um, so that's that you know that's going to be tough for them but uh, uh, I think you're going to get Houston's best punch and I think it's going to be a high scoring game I, I think this is the game where you know it's not going to be 30, 38 to six it's going to there's going to be a lot of points on the board I'm telling um, you though you know you know how the mindset is Baltimore just expects to win every game they do. And that's a tough team to beat when they're in that mindset, and they have talent. Agreed. And they're not going to get down on themselves if they give up three or four scores no. in the first half. They're just going to keep rolling themselves. So that game could be all of – I don't know what the over-under is on that one, but I'm a hard bet for the over on that one. All right, so, Jeremy, give me your predictions on both games this week. I actually think the Skins are going to keep it going, 27-24. Let's see. You're taking the Washington Football Club yeah, two well, weeks I in a row. Said Redskins Unreal. don't even exist anymore. Sorry. <laughs> Washington, 27-24. And I'm going uh, like Ravens. Ravens take it, you know, thirty-one twenty-one. Oh, okay. I'm going to go uh, Arizona thirty-one, Washington Football Club seventeen, and I'm going to go uh, Houston forty-two, Baltimore thirty-five. I think you it's going to be a are shootout. a fucking asshole. I yeah. am going well, to because of that or other things. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say many reasons. Uh, he used to be so 
optimistic, and now he's well. He doesn't care about Baltimore. I think. Yeah. Anyway. So I think optimistic. I'm being fucking realistic. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So Jerry over here, his teams are going to go 16 and 0 every year. If they don't, he fucking turns the TV off. Jesus Christ. No, I turned the TV off after the first first down. (laughs) I was I was done at seven. Jeremy turns it off after the first holding call. Yeah, I was done at seven nothing. I I don't think I turned the Washington game back on after they were down seven nothing. I I I just kept checking my phone. Um, I think Washington loses by ten. Okay. I think uh, they will they will play tough. Hilarious, but I'm a dick because they lost by 14. Yeah, yeah. but I think I think Baltimore will win by 10. Okay, so I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say 27-17 Arizona, and I'm gonna say 31-21 Baltimore. Okay, I like I like those uh, I like those predictions actually. I think all scenarios are very very plausible. Um, You're a dick. I know I am. Um, we got a new coach. All right, so let's he sounds like let's switch to the ice then. So he, he sounds like such a just like a, a goober. He is a classic. He is a classic old school hockey coach. I listened. He to is like, not too excitable. No, and I, I listened to two interviews, Elliot in the morning and the junkies, back to back, and they were they would say like a question that would be kind of funny, you know, and sort of a goofball, and he would just go, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, yeah. he just yeah. he, ba- he basically did not laugh at all and was just like, yeah. Uh, so, uh, this is how you know it was. I think one of the uh, one of the questions was um, from Elliot was I can't I, I like Dallas but I can't cheer for so and so because that player is just a, a a dick and he goes, yeah. So he's a player that you know if he's on your team you like him if he's. <laughs> He's he's a guarded NHL stalwart coach. Um, so we're talking about Peter Lavioletta, obviously new bench boss for the Caps. And okay, of the of the veteran coaches that were out there, he was probably the best to get, in my opinion. He's the right one. I think so. He's but based on who you had, he's the right one. I'm really, really, really glad they didn't go down the Babcock route. Uh, we talked about that last week on the podcast. Again, if. If he absolutely wowed them and said, "Hey, I'm turning a new leaf. This is the new chapter of my Which chapter." Apparently, he did. Right, he did a hard sell, but uh, McClellan did his yeah. due diligence. Well, what was well, the word? The noise was too loud to mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. I, mean, I think yeah. I think what was reported was he did a really good interview. They really liked him, but given the fact that the season's not going to start until the end of the year, right? For six months, you'd be talking about nothing but Mike Babcock and yes. you know those. Uh, uh, all of people. his demons, all of his baggage, yeah, everything and, else. And, you yeah. know, websites like uh, Russian Machine, Never Breaks, those dudes are, I mean, they are so... <laughs> oh, they're relentless, man. They're, 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 the, they're the biggest wimps I've ever seen. I hope they listen to this one day because those guys, I mean, I hope I'm never in a foxhole with those losers. They, they <laughs> are, those guys get their feelings hurt so much, and if you, if you are insensitive at one point, then you're just a complete asshole for the rest of of your life but oh i'm a complete asshole <laughs> yeah i mean i mean i've never i mean they well, i just bet against the ravens and i'm an asshole so, <laughs> yeah, so but uh is yeah. jerry a contributor with rmb I mean, those guys the, <laughs> those guys they would have shut the website down if they would have taken my backup <laughs> they were they were vehemently opposed, opposed because he is so insensitive and all that stuff man i'd like to smack those guys in the face anyway but with all that said they made the right call. They couldn't hire that guy. No, no, and, no. and withstand all that. No, all that I think PR wise, it was either going to be Gallant or Laviolette. Yeah. And I think hockey wise, you could have made a case for either one of them. Um, I'm happy with Laviolette for a couple of reasons. His bump in the first two years when he takes over is has traditionally been fantastic. If you go back to the Islanders in the early 2000s, he took over. They hadn't made the playoffs in over a decade. First year, they sniffed 500 playoffs. Third year play, playoffs, second year playoffs, third year. When he got to Carolina, playoffs first year, Stanley Cup second year. He got to Nashville, Stanley Cup finals first year. Okay. Okay. The guy, uh, we're not tur- talking quick, about quick like turnaround. Correct. And we're not talking about like, oh, they made the play. I'm talking about Stanley Cup finals, Stanley Cup, fi- oh, Stanley Cup finals with the uh, Flyers second year. Right. So in his last four stints, he's gone a franchise that hadn't made the playoffs, make it twice. Stanley Cup winner. Then finals, and then finals. That's pretty fucking impressive. I'm not sure. I mean, every it seems like all the coaches uh, on all the message boards. Any person you uh, mentioned, two people like them, two people don't like them. Yeah. So there was no unanimous. Oh my god, this is this mm-hmm. guy just dropped in our lap. But from from the people who were available, 
he seems to be the clear choice. Of- so the biggest consistent knock on him in his career is he his message tends to get a little stale after about two to three seasons. Yeah, he that's, doesn't stay very long right. at one point. That's perfect for us. Well, you signed him for three years, right? Four. Four? Okay. Yeah. So, so you buy out the last year. I, I don't think he lasts more than three, and I hope we have success in at least two out of those right. three. And I, in You're my right. opinion, You're right. you got Ovi and Backstrom, you got the aging veterans. They've probably only got two or three legit mm-hmm. years left in them. Get a veteran coach in here. Let's see what we can get out of these guys. And then let's usher in Jeff Halpern when, when the Laviolette era is done. Yeah, works for me. You know, let the the young guy, you know, do his thing back in D.C. That that would be the dream scenario as far as I'm concerned. So the other issue is, is is obviously Ovi's contract. It's reported by some outlets that he wants McDavid yearly money. What do you think, Jeremy? Um I mean, of course, he wants that. Uh, he might get it, and I think that I they're think not that this. And they offer ten. McDavid's at twelve point five. Yeah, and so seems I, like you split the baby at a, at eleven. And well, I think even that twelve five. I'm not sure about this, but I think that's about a similar cap hit to what he he was when he signed this deal. Yeah, so it's they, all percentage can, of the cap. Yeah, they can yeah. they can probably handle that. I, I still think the biggest contract thing is going to end up being you know Holpe, because obviously oh, let him go, he, dude. Well, and if things were status quo from the beginning of the season, he'd be gone, no question about it. Yep. But now the the, the market's different. He it's might not get with goalies now. five it's by flooded. 10 or seven by 10 no. or whatever he's going to get. He might have gotten. It's flooded a little bit, but to me that's not even the issue. It's it's also Samsonov. Is he, we don't really right. know if he's going to be back or not. You're right. If we if, if they know he's good, I'm pretty sure hope he's gone. But I don't know if they know he's good. So so what so what you're saying is two things. One, you got to obviously figure the health of the backup. Uh, who's now going to be your starter? Right. The second thing is there's so many options for teams that Holpe's leverage for a big contract may have failed, which makes him fall back into your price range. It, it's possible Maybe for one year. It's you know. So there's going there are going to be a a litany of good veteran goalies that probably are going to have to take a pay cut based on their last their their previous yeah. contracts, well, especially the non top tier guys. Correct. You know, so you know, well, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because the flat cap, is that what they're calling it, mm-hmm. whatever it is? Yep. So, like Jeremy said, if times were normal, you're talking about guys like Holpe and Lundquist and some of the veterans just going out there and going, you know, give me 10, give me nine, three or four years, we're good to go. That's our next – we're going to retire off of this one. I don't I don't know that that's going to happen anymore. Um, well, I mean, at least not this off season. I mean, again – Correct, which you, is why you said maybe a one-year bridge yeah, deal. I, I don't know I, if that's – maybe it needs to be two. I don't know from – Now, the, if we're the, talking pure hockey standpoint – I love Holpe. He won us a cup. We had him in his prime. Mm-hmm. Let him walk now. Uh, yeah. I, 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 well, that, that's where I'm at. I if, just, if Sam Sonoff is... Well, if he's healthy. If he's healthy. And especially for the money that Holpe would have gotten on the open market. And I know I know he's young and unproven. They love Vanacek. Yep. Love him. Yeah. So you got Sam Sonoff, Vanacek, and Copley, who is a serviceable NHL backup. Sure. So, you know, and he can, he can take a bunch of starts if needed. Um, well, I mean, and look, you know, yes, you have, you know, Vasilevsky on one side in the final. Other side's Doby. Yeah, you know he's and he's he's your journeyman. This is probably the biggest stage he's been on. Right? Absolutely, I mean, he's had some good backup roles, but he's never been a starter for a team doing this. Yeah. Well, I'm convinced uh, that they held out as long as they did because they were wanted to see what happened with Cooper, and when Tampa kept advancing, they knew that was off the table, so they went ahead and signed Lavi- Laviolette. I think they had. I think they knew they were going to get either Laviolette or Babcock, so there was no point in forcing the issue. Right. And I think McClellan just literally slow played both of them into well, a little bit of leverage. And and I don't think he played them off of one another. I just think he was waiting and sleeping on it to make sure he got the right guy. And from the sound, based on what Laviolette was saying in his interviews, it sounded like it's been a few weeks since he was, you know, pretty, you know, pretty sure. Yeah. Well, because um, everybody looked at his uh, he po- did you see his Instagram post? Yeah, with the flag. Yeah, with the flag. About that, how and, he exactly he said it? He said, he said, oh, they they put it on the line. Talk about your old man. Yeah. You know, right. Saying. Right. Um, no, but apparently, you know that that deal was done and signed, not only in principle but actually signed before it was announced. Yep. You know. So yes, it took some time, but you know, I think that they got. They, again, they got. Uh, there was a decent batch of veteran coaches out there, and I think they got probably the best of the bunch, depending on who you talk to. And, and 
Um, if his downside is simply that his shelf life is is a little bit shorter than others, great. I, I think that I, for this franchise at this time, I don't think that that's much of a downside. You're right. I agree with you. Something I thought was interesting too was he and McClellan, obviously they would boom be lying if they didn't say the same thing, but they basically <laughs> said that there was really no connection. You know, this isn't some old boys, uh, well, you know, he coached my – kid in college 20 years ago so I'm going to give him the job he's like I hadn't really even met him except to say hello right. until the interview the guy surprised on, uh, me because you would think that everybody knows everybody yeah. yep the guy on Sirius XM Scott Lachlan kept asking him he's like with hockey being so close knit, he goes, "What were your ties to Washington?" Well, he goes, "I coached Carlson and no, Oshie in the Olympics." At the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. He's like, "That's pretty that's much it." it. Yep. He's like, "Other than that, he goes, I played against him in the division with Philly for years." And mm-hmm. he goes, "I'm very familiar with the the organization." We he all goes, hate Pittsburgh. Yep. Well, he thinks uh, he thinks Washington. He's like, you know, the way he would describe it on both radio shows was that when he would play against Washington, it reminded him of playing against like St. Louis. Like a really big team, yeah. Heavy, yeah, heavy yeah. Game. You, you see, like wa- you're watching people in pregame saying, "Oh my goodness, they're bigger than we thought they were." Yeah. Um, so he's gonna he understands that he's probably gonna have to modify his game mm-hmm. for that sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, to me, uh, Ovechkin is like a three point shooter now. Um, if you give him some space, he's gonna connect. But he may not be able to be creative. As Matt, I, I wonder how he's gonna how. Laviolette is going to motivate the other players. Because you know what Ovi can do. How are you going to motivate Kuzi? How are you going to motivate Verana? Those are the two key. To get Absolutely. those guys. Yeah, Kuzi, Verana. I'd like to see Backstrom healthy. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Eller maybe from time to time mix it up and get some PP1 minutes, for God's sake. I mean, if Kuzi's checked out and if Backstrom's going to be a little stagnant on the power play, I'd like to see Eller playing a little Kuzi, power play. I mean, when Kuzi's playing to the top of his game, the Caps are cup challengers. Yeah. They've proven that. Absolutely. When he's not, they are not as good. The problem with a guy with his skill set, when he's not really dialed in, he doesn't do. He doesn't have the intangibles to be positive in another way. He's got to be putting up points. He's got to he, be possessing yeah, the puck. He does, and the thing is, and I'm, there's probably, I'm probably run about 14 different thoughts together here, but um, <laughs> one of the things with Kuzi, that, you know, all, the power play in general, I mean, I know we love Forsyth and all, but... Um, <laughs> what if he stays on the staff, no, Jerry? I wanna, <laughs> I, 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 I kind of hope he does to see Jerry's reaction. <laughs> no. But... You know, God damn, they're me on the staff. <laughs> Put Frankie. <laughs> really. But I just I want to see a difference in the two power play units. I've wanted to see that since the Boudreau days. It hasn't happened. Um, and, you know, and that's another thing I've talked about in the past is what you do after the power play. Kuzi on power play one, well, then it just, you know, you're messing up two sets of lines when you do that. Get him back on on power play two, so you have stronger power plays. You're, you're, you know, your 5v5 five lines are in better shape. And, you know, I just I don't know why they don't do it. It seems simple, but they, and obviously it was a little bit different because Backstrom was out in the playoffs. But, right. you know, I want to get back to those days of two good units. Don't mess up your 5v5 lines as much. It just has an impact on the whole game, one or two power plays. I'm right. just hoping they keep the slingshot. I mean, that would have <laughs> been my first question in an interview. The qu- can you can you so, keep so it, it, it's one of those you know it's like the newest shiniest toy it's been it's been so popular now for a couple of years does it just go away does God, it just I go by so. the wayside I hope does everybody so. just I hope jump and chase like the on the power play again I hope it was like the wild the wildcat that's right that's yeah. right <laughs> for like two years to get the fuck out because it's that's right because it's a gimmick who did the wildcat like straight Miami for Miami, Miami that's Miami right. they were like the that's right it was it worked for like a uh, like eighteen I months Brown I forget it was Brown was on running right the kid from Auburn yep yep. Well, it only worked like for a few games, though. Like, no, it, it was like effective for like a year, like everything else in the NFL, and then they get an off season to scheme against it, and then it becomes nothing. Yeah, I think I think the, the slingshot may go the way of the Wildcats. <laughs> I hope so. Let's man. hope it does quickly in DC if because we're seeing it in the finals. We're going to be seeing it. Yeah, that's year, true. So. That's true. Um, yeah, so I think the rest of the roster is what has me concerned because again, there's. That there's nobody coming in that's going to give us a boost of speed and there is and, no and there is no big else. there's no big acquisition. He's going to have to make the existing players better. That's right, that's right. Yeah. And I mean, we see it at the Washington football team. Good coaching can make a difference, even at the pro level. Yeah, that's and, what we're hoping. And and as much as you know, we we went ahead and shit on Reardon in the last couple podcasts. And, Dude, and, he was garbage. I can't. Well, 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 he he he's a good guy. I hope he he did I, not, Jeremy nailed it. He he took over a team that was pretty loaded with talent, and his thought was, don't fuck this thing up. And to some degree, he didn't. But he did not coach those middle guys probably the way they needed to be coached. I am sorry, Barry Trotz, for saying we didn't need you and we should bring in Todd Reardon, Mia Culpa. I wish you were back, but we got 
someone who's of the same ilk, I think. Uh, probably. Well, yeah. And I think that even though I agree with it, that they're probably not going to make many personnel changes, everything we said about the goalies is going to have a little bit of a you know domino effect. I think. Yes. So, you know, maybe there's a couple guys who need a, a one-year or two-year bridge for something, and why not come to Washington? Right. I mean, this, this team should be considered a contender even without the new coach. And sure. Obviously, as long as you're not Russian. If you're an aging <laughs> Russian, stay away. So, I'd take Kudobin. I'd take Fedorov. <laughs> No, those are not the who's the who's the guy that was here uh, just for the playoff. Kobe Kovalchuk. Yeah. He, oh yeah, Kovalchuk. He was almost non-existent. Yeah, yeah. He he looked his age. I liked. Kuz, I'm just gonna be honest. I liked Kuznetsov when he was doing blow more. I agree. Let's I, I completely him, agree with you. Let's get him some blow and eliminate who, who the. Realize uh, that. Yeah. Eliminate the uh, DC only. Any sort of testing. Virginia. Now I'm ex- I'm excited to see Laviolette back there again. Veteran coach. I think. I th- I think there's reason for optimism. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird fall with no hockey. Yeah. It's yeah. the in between time. You know what here. I'm excited about? Hmm. Maryland's three win season coming up. Oh, buddy, let's go! Let's fucking go! go. Terps. I am wearing my Terps gear currently. Little Mitch Tua, be, little Mitch, Tua. Mitch would be very happy. I am I'm repping my Terps yeah, gear. I'm excited. Gears too new. And uh, are, uh, they, are they going to play? Uh, they are. Is Rutgers going to play? They are. I can't wait to that battle. That's uh, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be putrid. Um, so here's the deal. The Big Ten announced in early August, early to mid-August that they were absolutely not playing. And I have a timeline if you'd like me to break off the date. Go for it, Jerry. Jerry has, has uh, I, I think he's been doing some I hate litigation. The Big Ten. I hate the Big Ten, but so here, here is the timeline. I've tried to make it objective as possible <laughs> with dates. With You've dates. been fired up about this thing. There's, there's, there's no fucking objectivity here. All right. All right. So, Go, counselor. In June, on June 15th, 2020, Yahoo releases a um, article which says, Can the Big Ten swing the presidential election? Kevin Warren wants to find out. On August 5th, the Big Ten releases its schedule. On August 11th, the Big Ten announces that will no longer compete until at least 2021. Kevin Warren states in the uh, interview that the reasoning was that there's too much uncertainty, too much risk to proceed with athletics this year. You have to listen to your medical experts, um, and we think we're doing the right thing for the health and well-being of our student-athletes. Okay. Uh, August 15th, there's an article by a cardiologist in Michigan confirming or stating that the Big Ten's medical data was based on junk science. Okay. Um, Isn't it all junk science these days? It's all ball bearings these it's days. It's all ball bearings. I know about science, but So <laughs> by that time, there's a huge pushback. Um, on the 19th of August, uh, Commissioner Warren writes an open letter saying why football will remain to be postponed. And again, it says that the, the uh, transmission rates continue to rise at an alarming rate, um, and there's no way to gain control of it uh, and prevent the, the, uh, um, the effects of the virus, and there's too much uncertainty about uh, the uh, potential injuries to uh, heart issues. Okay. Uh, and it says the, the vote will not be revisited. Yeah, that was. I think that's when you really got pissed. We yeah. did that pod that week, and you were like, "All right, you made your decision. Okay, it's not popular. Okay, you're going back and forth, and then you're fucking drawing another line in the sand. Like right. that was idiotic." So two days later, on the 21st, the SEC, the Big Twelve, and the ACC announced that they are, are going to do. They have uh, purchased rapid testing mm-hmm. kits, and they're going to test three times a week, and they're going to do enhanced screening for the heart issues. On the 27th, eight Nebraska players sue the Big Ten. <laughs> they're currently discovery. Uh, you were secretly involved in that, yeah, I'm sure. I wish. Uh, they're <laughs> secretly discovery discovery disputes in the case about what the Big Ten has to produce in terms of what data they, relate, they relied on. On August 28th, in the last week of August, Joe Biden, uh, his campaign spends millions of dollars to run ads in Big Ten football states such as Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, blaming the current president for the Big Ten not playing football this year. <laughs> on September 1st, uh, President Trump <laughs> calls... Commis- now we live in a fucking I really circus. Wish that was a joke. No, it's it not. should be. It's not. It wouldn't uh, be funny either way. But. It, 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 gets, it gets better. On September 1, uh, President Trump calls Warren to urge the league to play and offers federal aid. <laughs> on the 15th... You need some federal aid? On the, the 15th, the big, turn, the big Ten returns to play... They cite as their examples uh, current rapid test availability for daily testing, which was available the month prior. New they sc- claim it wasn't, but... New sc- it was, because the 
I just read you that the SEC. I, 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 I agree with you. I'm saying that yeah. they are claiming that right. it wasn't right. available to them because they didn't want it. New screening protocols, which were available then, and procedures for when what they're going to do when athletes contract the virus. Um, so the journalists, uh, subsequent to the, like Christine Brennan, uh, there's two schools of thought. Is she really a journalist? One school of thought was that this was a political move by the Big Ten to try to swing the swing states. Um, the second rule of thought, or second thought, was it had really little to do with politics and a lot to do with money because Ohio State was threatening to sue and join the litigation. Ding, 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 ding. And Nebraska had already sued, and players were opting out, and they were losing recruits. Yes, and because the PR was that the other conferences didn't follow, um, it was just a it was proven to be just a terrible decision money wise. Yep. So it had nothing to do with the political thing. It was just for money purposes you had to come back. Um, so there's the two schools of thought. I mm-hmm. don't know which one's correct well, I mean, either. With money, you know, we've been saying that maybe it wasn't worth it to play. Well, it, it maybe it wasn't just the TV money that makes it worth it to play. Maybe it's getting sued and losing more money that made it worth it to play. I mean, that's well, kind of what it sounds like. And you're like. actually getting, I think you have to provide documents to show that your, your reasoning was full of shit. Right. See, <laughs> I, I, th- I, think what I think what we are seeing are municipalities across the country um, making decisions and just saying, I'm doing it on the data, but not releasing the data. And now most people think that that's full of shit. Right. right. So, and I think the Big Ten was, the, you know, they... They sort of fell. They thought that they were going to be safe by just saying to the medical experts, "and Look, Jeremy, I just paid him a hundred grand to say this. You know, it I'll could be, it, 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 yeah, it could be dangerous. So it's not worth the risk, right? But nothing's changed. Um, the 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 virus in the states of the Big Ten are every state has issues with you know college kids going back to campus and there's right there the virus is spreading at right. big rates and alarming rates and all this other stuff so but now you come back so it just seems disingenuous to me that the decision was ever relating to the safety of kids i think the decision was for whatever reason and i don't know the reason um to announce the schedule and in five days later um say the season stops and then all these political ads run it just there's a lot of circumstantial evidence to say that maybe this was for political reasons um maybe you were trying to sway an election but i don't know i i I don't know but they didn't have to do this they could have announced it and then two weeks later said you know what we have rapid testing now so we're good to go. And now now we're going to come back, and we're going to start when the SEC starts, which is not this week, but next week. They could have done that, and this would have all been – They could have – looking back at it and hearing you read the timeline, I mean, just a complete and utter circus. It is a microcosm of the world we live in right now. It is, it is a goddamn disgrace how you can have really, really high-level experts completely contradicting one another – and then you have a decision maker in Warren who essentially picked uh, uh, a thread of experts that he happened to agree with more than others, well, and then made a unilateral decision. Basically, he works for the presidents, though. He does. So it's not like he just said, "This is what I'm doing." No, no, no. he he and did. His but son th- plays in the SEC. Who is always going to play? My point is this: there's too many intersecting and contradicting factors. And it just goes along with what we're seeing across the board in pretty much every sector. It's a complete fucking mess. Right. It has to be financially driven at the end of the day. And then they're going to come back and maybe not play. <laughs> right? <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen in November? You, you don't I, know. I, I think, too, it's, it's one of these. I really think that they thought that when they said, hey, we're being making everybody safer. And then they're like, well, aren't kids safer in a controlled environment where they're being supervised and have medical facilities and all this other stuff as opposed to being out doing whatever the heck they want? And everybody's like, well. It kind of makes sense. I, I so, think I think that know. they made a decision early on for whatever reason. There's a hundred different so conspiracies. It was, it was weird. five days after they announced the schedule. So they they made a, they again they drew a very hard line in the sand and they expected others to cross it. With and they them. doubled down. And yeah. they did. And when people <laughs> didn't do that, I think the ramifications of financially not playing became so great that they had to now justify walking it back. So yeah. the look is terrible, regardless of whether you agree with it or not. But How it went what? down is awful. You know what? When Ohio State goes undefeated, no one's going to freaking well, remember. Well, here's the deal, Jerry. If they can get eight or nine games in and the low, the lowly Maryland and Rutgers can get their television check, 
in two or three years, no one's going to remember. No one's going to remember th- this lineage and this timeline. No. You know, as bad as it is, and it is, it's a, it's pathetic. I mean, it's a disgrace. But it is what it is at this point. And tell your girl you'll call her back, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy's blowing up there the podcast. Uh, um, I, I just, I really, I think, love you. Where are you? <laughs> I really think it has to do with the dollar signs now, and it's the dollar signs in comparison to the other leagues that are playing, and the lawsuits and the discovery. Exactly, and exactly. All of that. No, but the Pac-10 hasn't announced yet. They have not. So, what happens? I mean, the Big Ten is it, are they're the big boys, right? They got a lot. I mean, they sort of the Pac-10, the Pac-12 follows them around. Oh yeah. I'm not sure the Pac-12 has the financial wherewithal to sort of reverse course and say we're going. It, it's weird I, that I they don't haven't either. announced yet. I, I don't the either. Fires to deal with too. They, they do, do have right the now. It's it, right now. There's a lot of other factors that they have to deal with. You're that, right. That logistically speaking, almost make it financially. Uh, I just forget all about the West Coast all the time. Yeah. I I, the I what, couldn't. The what? It, it, <laughs> it honestly wouldn't. Have, it's almost like the NBA. It wouldn't affect me one way or the other if they stop if they didn't come back and play because yep. I don't ever watch those games anyway. I'm asleep by ten. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, but the, I am happy. Um, you know, Jim Harbaugh's not going to have an aneurysm now, and he can. We can make fun of him for being douchey and getting he beat by is fifty. Douchiest. God, what a what a giant wuss he is. So, Would he be any different than his brother? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just two completely different dudes. His brother has to think of him as an embarrassment. I think he has to. <laughs> so, He's like, Jim, would you just shut the fuck up? God, I love you, but damn it. <laughs> so, getting back to Maryland, yes. they've been practicing. Yep. Um, and let's assume that. That they go full bore and little two of plays. What do you guys think about the the quarterback situation? Tony Jordan opted back in. Is that right? Is that's that correct. That, that yeah, the center. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that's huge because uh, he's the one guy on that yeah. offensive line with some experience and they can play at the Big Ten level. Bam, um, bam. <clears throat> okay, so Dickie here's Maroon. here's my here's my take on Maryland. Uh, this was going to be another building throwaway year as far as wins and losses go. Yeah, but so at some point they got to start to matter. Well, they do. Year two. They do. You've got to be better in year two than when you were in well, year one. And I think they will be. I think they're deeper across the board, especially defensively. Last year, they so. were basically playing yeah. with, like, they had legit 20 scholarship guys on D last year that could play, like, at the D1 level. Well, uh, at least with the, the big boys in the Big Ten. That's it, right. Well, and then that's what I mean. Yeah. So um, so they have they announced the schedule? No. Like, schedule hasn't come out yet. Well, I don't want to see Maryland pulling the Texans and opening up with Michigan and Ohio State or Penn State. Well, well they're going to have to play all three of them. Uh, so not but open up with them before yeah. you get so before you get no, your brand not. new quarterback. Um, that would suck. Well cuz yeah, we don't know the Can't you open up with Rutgers and then go to like Iowa, <laughs> which is I mean, well, I, know we, I have heard the 8 plus 1 deal. Yes. No, no, they're going to play 8 games and then they're going to play a ninth game which is going to be like, you'll play your counterpart in the other division. So, if you're so the two number 1s will NFL, play yeah. then the two number 2s, oh, okay. then the two number 3s yeah. and so on. Yeah, the ones obviously for the Big 10 championship, then yep. everybody else gets one more game on the yep. same weekend. Yeah, so it's championship weekend is week 9 where everybody gets a ninth game, you okay. know. So, I it's actually a, not a bad idea when it's all said and done. Here's the problem starting late and you brought this up, Jerry. They've taken the um you know, if there are a couple weeks that you have to move things around, they've taken that out of the equation a little bit. I think they only have one. It drives me fucking crazy. I don't know why it was seemed so obvious to me, both college and high school start in July. Yeah. Start early. And then you knew this was coming right start in July. You knew that things were going to be bad. I mean, I speaking of which, so like the ACC sec, the the teams that are playing, it hasn't been that smooth a start for anybody. Has it? Carolina has their game canceled. Correct. Well, haven't Virginia and Virginia tech pushed it back twice. Virginia, Virginia tech. Taylor Um, Houston just canceled tonight. Yeah. Um, And, uh, uh, army and, uh, BYU canceled. Okay. So I'm sure Navy wishes they had canceled. Yeah. Oh, they, def- they definitely wish they. <laughs> but, you're, but you're getting po- you're getting post you're getting five or six postponements every every week. But like I said, but, uh, you have yeah. to accept that. That's yeah. Right? That's, that's be part of the plan. That's the right? mitigation you have to plan. Accept you will it. cancel games. So I mean, the SEC hasn't started, um, and so your 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 CBS three thirty game, which is usually an SEC game. It is App State, is Happy yeah. State at Marshall, which to yep. me is the biggest game I've ever seen because <laughs> one of my best friend coaches Happy State, yeah. and yep. I have I have friends, I have sons of friends that play of Marshall, so it's you a, probably it's have a, relatives there. When it's all said and done, probably no, I'm a Marylander, <laughs> but but uh, but yeah, so that's a but that's not a that's not a national draw. No, so no, go, no, go App State. So, but then and the best game of the week, which is still on, is uh, Miami at uh, Louisville. Yeah. So yeah. that's your that's your, but starting with the big boys next week, you're getting into the conference games, right? Um, that's when it's going to be fun. 
So you'll get the like West Virginia plays Oklahoma State. That should be a that's always a pretty good game. That is a good game. Um, yeah, usually and, lots of points. And you'll get SEC playing SEC. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, look as as, as as a Maryland fan and as a college football fan, of course I want to see them play. Um, I don't think they're going to be that great, but yeah. it's such a weird year. Every team's going to be pretty ill prepared, especially right. the first couple weeks. I'm almost, I'm just thinking aloud here. I'm almost reversing course. I'd almost prefer to play like Michigan week one. Maybe, maybe. Maybe so. they, if they haven't seen Lil Tua play, right. and if Lejean is the backup and he gives you a different look, what if we just throw a bunch of gimmicky shit out there and they have no idea what to do? I'm gonna I, be, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've been very impressed with the quality of play at the NFL. Uh, they, me too. They've been, me they, too. they haven't been, it hasn't been like a preseason. It's been no. a, talk I think, about a, a Justification to get rid of the get game rid of preseason. You need one preseason game. <laughs> that's a great point. You need yeah, one preseason zero. game, and that's just to look for the backups. Like right. The backups okay. play. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. good with you that. Know? I'm good with that. You're, you're looking for your back-end roster to see mm-hmm. if somebody's worth keeping. That's a really, really good point. No, you nailed it. I mean, it was a weird offseason, weird training camp, the whole nine, and the first week of games looked like they, you know, no fans in the stands for the most part. Take Besides, the skins a quarter or two. A quarter or two is fine. I mean, now they're, now they're playing football. So, yep. you know, it's fine. Yep. The skins are going to take about 24 quarters to get their offense on track. It's going to take time. At least. It, but that doesn't matter. You could have – that didn't matter if you had preseason or not. There's no, still, correct. Well, correct. you don't have talent, you don't have talent. Yep. Yep. It ain't the X's and the O's. It's the Jimmy's and the Joe's. So tying, uh, tying some national news in with the skins a little bit, and I heard this, uh, I heard this from a, uh, a national radio show, and they were saying that the, the latest trend with stud quarterbacks is their second year as their coming out party. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it was Lamar Jackson. Then it was Pat Mahomes. It was Wentz back in 2017. So this year it's Kyler Murray. It's the second year. Everybody's, you know, he's got all the traction. And then the announcer, who was obviously West Coast based, goes, yeah, but the problem is he's in Arizona, so he's not going to get the exposure that those other guys got. And he goes, he might be an MVP caliber player this year that might not even get a number one MVP vote from some of the sports writers. Well, I I, I thought that was a little bit far reaching. But but that, but that, when you play at one and four, that's not that much of a difference. Plus, everybody knows who Russell Wilson is. That's he a good point. That's a good point. So, well, he's got a but, but he's got well, a Super Bowl ring. You know, yeah. that's that. I think but, that's what sets know, him I apart. I mean, Jimmy G is maybe the most overrated quarterback in the in the nation. He wins a lot, but that dude doesn't put up numbers. No, 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 no. Could you? But imagine? Murray puts up numbers, man. Oh, Murray's a stud. So, yeah. so do you think Murray just torches us? I know we did our predictions for the game, but do you I think, think Murray's going to be like I unstoppable? Think, I think he has. They need to get some turnovers. They do. They need to get. I, I'm, I'm honest I'm, to God, Murray is what he is. Hopkins worries me more. I don't know that we're going to be able to stop him. I think the only way the 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 Washington Red Wolves win, <laughs> say that three times, um, is <laughs> no. if there's a letdown. You know, they come right. out and they well, come so out flat. What you said, you know, bad teams don't right. play great. Teams and the, and they were pumped, they were pumped to to play San Francisco because San Francisco is one of the top teams in the league. Right. And now they think they may have a walkover, mm-hmm. and they may come out flat because that's what bad teams who not accustomed to winning. Right. That's what they do. So well, as far as as far as talent goes, no question about it. Arizona's got a ton of talent. Oh yeah. However, I think we have a way better coaching staff. Yeah. And, and, and if the game is relatively even between the twenties, I give us the advantage in that that's regard. True. Uh, but I still think we lose thirty-one seventeen, Jay. So not that much, right? They, yeah, actually, they lose, and Arizona covers. So you're a complete fucking pessimist. Yeah. Um, well, the the thing to me is that it's it's all about something we were a disaster at last season in terms of the Washington. Um, you know, we keep them off the field a little bit. We ran seventy plays on Sunday. Average last year was fifty-five. Yeah. That's a huge. That's a lot. Speaking, speaking as, a for, as a former defensive lineman, yeah. 15 plays is a lot of plays. How bad yeah. the yeah. offense oh. was, they ran 70 plays. As an out-of-shape defensive lineman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, they can, if they can run 70 plays again, like like Kerrigan kind of, um, they run 70 plays again, uh, they're going to have a chance, I think. I really yeah. do. If they, can, yeah, yeah, if they yeah. can be capable of that, they'll have a chance. I'll give, uh, I'll give Scott Turner a lot of credit. Um, in the first half, when we continued to run the ball on second and 10, right into the middle of the line, I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, this is well, terrible. I mean, I Totally, they can't turn the ball over. And they have to get turnovers. Can't yep. turn the ball over, and they'll be they'll be in the game if they can do it. Yep. Honest to God, I think the mo for this team, and if you asked Rivera, he would say yes, this is true. Is offense simply don't lose the game in the first half. Yeah. Just don't lose it in the first yeah. half. Yeah. If we have a it chance to win, you guys <laughs> might not be able to come back. You guys aren't that dynamic. But at least give us an opportunity yeah. to I do so. They, they can't come back. back. They they no. can't have another beginning like no, that. No, they can't be down seventeen nothing to Arizona. Not to Arizona. Because Arizona's not going to stop scoring. <laughs> and they're not going to play their JV line. Right. Yeah. 
Well, that's all Philly had at the end of that game. Yeah, I know. Again, that was just. I felt so bad for Philly. Not at all. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> so, you know, what's hilarious is I, I usually uh, hop on the week before or during a game and follow, you know, some of the pundits from the other side. So, I'll like, if it's if it's the Caps, I'll follow, like, the Islanders version of Japers. It's like right. Lighthouse Hockey or whatever. You know, that kind of thing. So, I, I hopped on and followed uh, the, the, the version of Hogshaven. Uh, for Philly, I feel it's like Lean Green Machine or some shit like that. <laughs> During the second half and post game, the comments on that Twitter feed were fucking hysterical. <laughs> it was Doug Peterson can't coach. The championship was a fluke. <laughs> Wentz is the worst I've ever seen. But Why did we? Yeah. It's just I so think, funny. I do think this is a big year for Wentz. It's huge. Well, yeah. let's face it. Run that Twitter. <laughs> I know. It was totally like you know jump ship like mid yeah. midstream. It was hilarious. I um, can't wait till Kyler Murray breaks one tackle on the first drive and he runs for twenty yards and I turn it off and we'll, I won't even turn it back on. Why we? Why we even draft Chase Young? Fuck that guy. <laughs> gave it. Gave it. Tackle Kyler Murray. Fuck a pussy. <laughs> No, so I, 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 I'm glad. Uh, again, I, I started this off by saying I was really glad that we looked professional and organized. We didn't hurt ourselves. And again, I don't think that's going to result in ten wins. So we are well on our way to five and eleven. Yeah, all five and eleven, six and ten. Off, I, I, off to, I, to a I good start. I said seven. You said seven and nine. That, you're the most optimistic. Well, this might I'm be still an asshole. Though. <laughs> anyway, that's a fact. Uh, but this I'm might like that guy. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that guy takes the fun out of every fucking. Pot. I can't remember the last time he's. Pe- predicted like the home team to win oh piss right <laughs> off you have, i mean you were you're always negative on the cap i'm just i'm a little bit negative struggling. on the caps jerry i'm right like nine times out of ten dude <laughs> i know but that's not the point that's why we're supposed pissed. to have good vibes here good vibes fuckers Ugh. jerry's gonna like you know smoke his peace pipe later you fucking hippie hey, hold on be a second. realist Can we talk about the local kid brian brzee oh his Jesus debut wow. christ um, one sack one block by the way that was dude, pretty impressive. He looks so fucking huge. Yeah. Yes, he, it was yeah. funny because out of high school we saw him play up close and personal, and I mean it was just he was just he was ragdolling everybody. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's not going to translate at the college uh, level. Kind uh, of did, uh, yeah. kind of did. Yeah. well. I mean, he's he's special. <laughs> he is, man. Yeah. Well, Dabo said it. You know, he said, "I've not had a a true freshman defensive lineman like this." Only well, true freshman on the field play one, right? Yeah. Was that, yeah. It's oh, amazing absolutely. that Damascus could win with talent like that. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty impressive by him. Um, and uh, I thought that game was <clears throat> that game was a dud. Yeah, but uh, but know. it was fun watching him. It play. was fun watching him play against yep. the kid, the other kid from the. Bank. That's correct. That's pretty. That's cool. correct. Um, All right, so this week, go Sean, go Appy State. That's beat right, man. Herd, yeah, good herd. You know what? I will send good vibes that way. I know nothing about either team. I'm taking App State. So when's the game's on three thirty tomorrow? Three thirty on check tomorrow. That out. And Appy State did not look good in their first. I thought Sean was going to get fired at halftime because they well, were, were like, fired and probably. But did you say that last year in the bowl game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean, you got to get your shit together at the beginning of the games, man. Let's get rolling. Uh, he's just taking a, a page out of the uh, Washington playbook. Yeah. Think, Spot the other team some points. He needs a new defensive assistant. Is what I think, <laughs> I think yeah, he does. Yeah, that's interior what I mean. D line coach that's right, right here. He needs he's nose guard coaching. There you go. <laughs> they were great except for that. Um, yeah, so uh, this weekend comes, you know, another full slate of, uh, oh, a partial slate of college games, full slate of pro games, began last night, um, and NHL Stanley Cup finals start tomorrow night, the Stars and the Lightning. Um, I know you're not watching, Jerry, but it has been awesome. Not loving all. it, loving it. That's yeah, been good stuff. I think it's going to be a great matchup. Yep. Um, is the I NBA think, still playing? I believe they are. Okay, good, good luck, guys. Yep. Uh, Major League Baseball is still playing, which is just as you want to put yourself to sleep. It yeah. is just That's awful. usually what I put myself to sleep by, actually, is watching <laughs> oh my the God. baseball. You know what's funny? No no fans, you know. The, they the, should put sex dolls up there. They, they really should. Anything. Like anything, Korean. for fuck's sake. But uh, <laughs> the these games, are pretty good, the games <laughs> take so goddamn long. It is so painful. They should just play seven innings. They really should. Well, that's man. what's great when they do a doubleheader, and it takes about the same as one as a regular game. Exactly. Like games. Uh, uh, it's uh, yeah, it, it, baseball is tough to watch. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, you know, watching those feet, Ben McDonald does a damn good job. He's I great. Like, I like listening to him. He's great. So. Those are fun to watch right now. They are actually. You know? um, Albert, Albert, Alberto is hilarious. Oh, is he like two fifty? Yeah, he's like he looks. Like, he's like six one two seventy. Looks like LeBron. <laughs> I will say before we leave, there is an epidemic of fat kickers now. 
There's so many teams that have fat kickers. There's fat kickers, and then there's jacked kickers. Yeah. There's a bunch of punters that look like that. I mean, they get the they get the sleeves all, all rolled up, and they're all fucking jacked. I love the punters that come out, and they're like number 57, <laughs> and they're all fat, and they kick, and they waddle off the field. Those are my favorite players. Remember back in the day, Chip Lowmiller was a little bit pudgy. Miami, <laughs> my, I think the Hurricanes have a fat, fat kicker. Nice. I think that's them. Like I fatter love, I was, than like Janikowski? I was drunk. I was drunk. I had four beers and I, I oh that's drunk. like blackout for and you i can't remember i was like holy shit look at that guy he was like at least 260 fat as shit that's awesome he's my favorite player that's great it's like a uh, that's like a video game cartoon character yeah, yeah. yes let's hear it for the fat kickers out there <laughs> all right boys all right guys well next week we will have another uh another rundown of uh nfl recaps um, hopefully, Todd will predict losses every fucking week. Hey, if our teams deserve to be predicted to lose, I will predict them as that's, such. That's true. Yeah, yeah. We, we need honesty these days and realism. And uh, uh, <laughs> I really hope that the Big Ten schedule is out next week so we can just yeah. pick it apart and Absolutely. see what's going on. And, see, see, you how know, go. um, see how Maryland gets through opening up with Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Okay. Well, within the next two weeks, we really should get a two-deep chart out on Maryland because I'd really like to see what that defensive depth looks like. Yeah. Because um, that's that's going to be where it's at, and if they can't compete at the front seven level, it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah, you're right. You know, um, so I'm but hoping and praying. Shaq Smith is back, right? He's he is. more year. He is. Yeah. Just trying to get four wins, man. That's a, that's an improvement. <sighs> a, go four and four, four and then go into that. Go into that. Four and uh, eight's going to be rough. Yeah, but uh, I'd love it. Yeah, hey, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. We shall see. We shall see. So thank you for listening. Wings, beers, and tears. Your DMV Sports Podcast. Give us a listen. Download it. Subscribe, all that good shit. Uh, we will keep you entertained, I promise. We'll try anyway. Yeah. Later, man. All right, boys. Peace. Peace. See ya. I won't actually murder anybody. <laughs>